We are ready to start. Good morning, angels. Wake up! Wake morning, gentlemen. Nice day for a heist, see? Yeah. Good morning, Americans. Let's see one in the morning. Good morning. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. Get fired up! Cook down, tough guy. Are we ready? Let's freaking go, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Wake up. Wipe the crust from your eyes. It's time for C1 in the morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. You're listening to C1 in the morning. USDGC partner. Yes. C1 in the morning. Official like a referee with a whistle. Your midweek disc golf morning show, podcast, radio show. Thingamabob. Media conglomerate. You already know. I am your host, Luke, and with me is... Derek D.W. Bible, you already know what it is. Before we start, let's get some business out of the way. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple yes. Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yep. You'll, you, it's, it's barren right now, we know, but some really cool things are about to head up on there. And should we just redo this all? Because things went south real quick on this end. Uh, but also we have... Speak pipe. So if you want to communicate with the show, best way to do so is A, go to our socials. <laughs> Everything's falling apart on our end. Go to our socials, hit the link, it'll bring you to the speak pipe. This is the way you, you can communicate with the show. Leave us a comment, ask us a question, argue, debate, call us names, whatever you want. This is the best way. Socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram at C1 in the morning, Facebook.com slash C1 in the morning. Do it. Follow us. We're posting memes. We're posting updates. Yep. We're we're posting. We need the likes and the follows. We need to get into that yes. algorithm. Send it. Send that them all. Algorithm. Send them all. You already know. You know what was part of my algorithm all weekend? The All Star event. Yep. And uh, well, our predictions weren't that great. But they I mean, were a little off. We also didn't know how. I at least I personally didn't know how the like pairings were going. I'm going to take away that the team that I drafted won. Um, the, minus, yes. Minus two players. Minus two players. Minus two players. So, there's that. Anyway, so it started off. Uh, press conferences went well. Yeah. Some some friendly... Some trash talk. Some friendly trash talk. It was actually cool to kind of see them, though, like, in that setting, kind of just talking smack to each other, like, on a friendly level. Cause right. You, like... Paul and Ricky he's talking about. Yeah, Paul Paul and Ricky, because in normal cases, it's always been like that. A slight shade yeah. under the table a little bit, or that and, trash talk here, that and it trash was good. talk there. I, I think, so, I mean, disc golf in itself is not a sport that you get to trash talk much in, so when they That's true. have a chance, it's like, yes. I'm going to take it. I advocate for a little bit more, in my opinion, but but anyway, the, the press conference went down. It was cool. And then, oh, it was the same night, next day. Next day. Next day, uh, Ricky posts on Instagram that his wrist is swollen, 
and he had a dropout, and that uh, Coriolis would be taking his spot. This is true. He may not even, according to the update yesterday, he may not even play LVC. Really? I haven't seen the update yet. Uh, he mentioned it uh, like live during the broadcast. Oh, really? He, he was. Uh, he showed up to kind of support the his right, team yeah. on the final day for singles, and he kind of like mentioned in the broadcast that you know he still wasn't sure if he was even going to play LVC because he doesn't want to push it and he wants to make sure he's healthy throughout right. the later half of the season. Well, that might come into play in our predictions later when we preview LVC. True, true. Reminds me, I need to pull that up because I don't even know who's all registered for it. I know the top three people that I have picked are all registered. Right, right. <laughs> well, that changed things up. Because, hey, I didn't even know Coriolis was there. Because yeah, he, he kind of got snubbed from it because he was in the the you know the, the numbers of the DGPT rankings that could have been there and could have been an all-star. I have some, some possible harsh opinions on the whole Coriolis situation. Well, before we get too into it, let's, let's hear it. So... I firmly think controversy, controversy, if you will. I think that Corey Ellis should have been there, and Ezra should have stayed home. What? Yeah, Mike don't like it when you do that. No, it, <laughs> it really doesn't. Based off of, based off of, and this is just based off of what I seen during the All Star event. Uh huh. Firmly believe that Corey Ellis should have been given the invitation. All right. Oh, you mean Isaac? Yeah, sorry. Isaac Robinson. Yeah, sorry. When you said oh Ezra, I was thinking Ezra Aderhold. I'm like, he Murder wasn't there. Names, bro. Yeah, you're thinking his brother. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, but I mean, Isaac did hold his hold, hold his own, and Corey was there nonetheless. So, you know, all's well it ends well, I suppose. But uh, see, so I kind of checked in and out of like the skills competition and the doubles. I, I did catch highlights. All of it. <laughs> um, it started off with the uh, longest drive distance. Yep. And I'm going to say it, roller shouldn't be in a distance competition. It was like the first year that they allowed that. And I, I, it was fun to see. I'm sure it was fun to see, but it's... it's. It was fun to see. And it's an exhibition, and exhibitions are for entertainment, and it's much more entertaining to watch a disc fly than it is to watch it roll in that kind of environment. In my opinion... And I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, I'm sure you're not. I thought it was cool, though, especially because it was the one person, in my opinion, that got put in the distance competition that a lot of people were like, why is he there? It, that That's, I mean, fair. I was like, I, I had, I mean, you can't see my face, but I was like, hmm? Yeah, and, and what? he walked away with that $100 bonus, bro. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it, Team Ricky came out on top of the distance competition, correct? Yep. Uh, Simon? Was throwing bombs. Bro, the first throw, 612-foot air shot. Buttery smooth landed and right in the center cut of the fairway. It really didn't stop from there because... The whole weekend was just dominant. You go to the doubles competition and Ricky... It was Ricky and James. Uh, not Ricky, but uh, Simon and James. Yep. And Simon just... Didn't look like he lost a beat at all. And any time that Simon kind of dropped the... Or, you know slightly jumbled the ball a little bit you know um yes. james conrad was there you there go to, uh, to, to pick it up my brain is working <laughs> dude i feel you um i mean a lot of things <clears throat> happened over the weekend i get it um i mean it was a doubles competition 
it I, it was it was fun to watch. It was live disc golf and it was new. Terry Terry said it best, I think, on live during the air. He mentioned something that like doubles is always fun to watch live with all these big pros because it's like the element of the way this is set up. Mm-hmm. There's no tomorrow. Right, yeah. So it's like you're just watching these dudes go full aggression the entire time, 110%. Uh, I mean, yeah. Third, I mean, I, I've seen some bad shots in there. I've seen some good shots. Sorry. Um, the course itself is a sub-800 feet. So it's it set up for high scores, lots of birdies, which people complained about for the Memorial, you know, one of those courses where it's a birdie fest. I don't think this is one of those courses, but it did set up a lot for just it had some really difficult shots on the back on nine. the back yeah the, the front nine minus might have been four was uh pretty set up to to birdie especially right. in a doubles format super easy to birdie right um it got me excited for this weekend when things matter because all in all i know they wanted to represent their team but it really holds no weight for the rest of the season no so like it gave some pretty good insight as far as like how people are playing. Right. And um Okay, I'll just keep going on the all-star thing. Third day, singles. This was what I was more excited about. Because like in a doubles, if you throw a bad shot, you got a partner that could possibly bail you out, which was happening with Simon and James a lot. Yeah. Simon was definitely <clears throat> clutching it up. That and uh Calvin. Calvin was clutch too. They, they only missed fifth one birdie. Yeah, but I think they went like fifteen down yeah. for the round, which is insane. That's. But uh, the the singles is what I was because it's more of a head to head. Like I like that, just one on one. That was interesting. Uh, how much did you get to see of the singles rounds? All of it. All of it. Why don't you take the lead on this? Because I I popped in and out. I was super busy this weekend. So immediately offer it. Simon. 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 He, okay. He said this, I said this, I don't know about you, I said this, that I was concerned about his season, and I'm still not willing to say that he's going to have a great season, because we just throw, watched him throw out in the open. Woods is a different monster. He's looking great. Fantastic. He was, uh, what was it, 100% in circle one. He didn't make any circle two putts. No, he struggled a little bit from circle two. He made a couple outside circle two putts, though. Right were pretty clutch yeah he's still dialing in the putting the one thing that was immediately noticeable was his long distance accuracy the long right, distance yeah. accuracy was immediately noticeable like he was pinning shots he had the two to- you know the two pole touchers from 500 plus feet out right he just was really killing it yeah and uh i, I got to watch some of the later i i, I think a couple of the uh the uh, pairings were on like hole 16 when I finally was like able to sit down and like watch. So some of the ones that got home, yeah, home, um, uh, <laughs> got done early. I didn't get to see. So I mean, you'll have to fill me in on those. I don't, I don't fully know. So, so Corey Ellis played well. Uh, surprising, the one person that I thought like just surprised me the whole weekend in his performance was Matty O. Hashtag Ruth Chris, baby. Oh yeah, he, he really played well the entire weekend for the most part. Um, for I, he didn't beat his singles opponent because his singles opponent was Calvin Heimberg. So right, yeah, which he that's had a rough the, go. The third best score I think out of the entire MPO field for the entire weekend. 
uh, I did not catch the FPO singles, unfortunately. Yeah, it was t- I was in the middle of the car, so um, I apologize. But um, MPO singles, um, I thought Matty O played really well. Um, I think his one area that he really kind of had a little spottiness was the putting. It was kind of had a, like a little slightly left side miss a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Lazat, obviously, hot round, minus 12. He wrecked it the entire time. He was pinning shots from 500 feet out like it was nothing. Um, so I do not think, um, as of right now, I think he is not going to have a problem when it comes to the sponsorship change, even remotely. No. What I thought, I, I so when I was thinking about today, because later on in this episode we're going to do a LVC preview. Yes, sir. Um. We didn't get to see Ricky play. No. I mean, Maybe. currently he's registered for LVC. We'll see if he drops out. But he, if he, he plays, like, I don't know how he's looking for the season. You know? And a bunch of the top guys. That was one of the things, like, we got to see these guys, sure. I mean, aside from Simon surprising me, nothing really surprised me. I mean, uh, Calvin's always been a killer. You know who surprised me? Who? Kyle Klein. Kyle Klein, yes. Minus 11. One yeah. stroke behind Simon Lazat. Okay, you got he, me there. He played so lights out in day three for the singles matches, man. Um, kind of wrecked Isaac Isaac Robinson, like just murdered. Murdered, yeah. It was it was it was quite intense. Like he was killing it from the putting. Um, he was getting in C one quite a bit. Right. Um, a person who also played really really well, and you know. Not sure if I'll apologize just yet, but Joel Freeman went out and played pretty good. Pretty good. I, it's, um, it's it's not necessarily his play with Joel Freeman that I think is. I think it, the kind of the court of public opinion paints Joel Freeman as someone undesirable. Like you don't want to root for him, but he's a damn good disc golfer. Yeah, he played lights out. Yeah, he played really well. He even played well in the the doubles matches too. The one person that I was kind of like, oh man. This may be a rough season for Conrad. Him. No, because um, well, yes, but he Conrad, was struggling. Conrad always starts slow, though. Yeah, <clears throat> um, he always starts slow, but I wouldn't worry too much about James Conrad. I think he's going to have a little less pressure on him this season going into it, just because of all the spotlight being on Simon. Mm-hmm. But the person I'm mildly concerned about, for multiple reasons that we're going to kind of get into later here in the show. Um, Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones, yeah. He did, on more than one occasion, I was kind of like, did he just pick the wrong disc? Did he right. release early? Like, what is actually happening right now? And then there were other times where he was just pinning them. Uh, his putting was great, uh, minus the 120-foot putt that him and Calvin both missed. Yeah, both the missed. Smashers. Embarrassing. Um, he, his putting was great in day three, so... Right. It, it's really going to come down to if he can kind of piece the driving together. Because even his first drive in the doubles match mm-hmm. with Calvin was right into the tree. Yeah, yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> it was right into the tree. Uh, he had that happen another time in the singles match where it was just like he either early released or mm-hmm. went to throw like a super dippy hyzer flip. Right. And then have it kind of flip up on him and glide, and it went right into the tree. I have, I have some theories about Kevin Jones that we'll get into when we talk about Arguably the bigger story that happened this weekend, aside from story. So Gannon Bird was at the All Star event. Yeah, everyone's everyone's wondering what is he throwing. 
What is he, he throwing? Even, he didn't even have it on the back. He, he didn't have it on the bag, on the back of his jersey. He did have it on the back. Did he? He did. He, he, did? Had, he still had the okay. Velcro sticker prodigy on the back. Okay. Um, but his all his discs were stampless. And, you know, the commentators, Nate Doss, I remember during the doubles round, was talking about, like, announcement coming next week. And I was like, oh, announcement's coming next week. So yeah, we're ahead of LBC. LBC. And I was like, awesome. And then uh, Sunday comes and bombshells. Ooh. So should we just get into it? I mean, it's hard not to talk about. Should we just get into it? Yep, send it. All right. So Prodigy is suing Dan Burr for breach of contract, which is what, Litigation. Which, Litigation. which turns out was the reason that Dan Burr was leaving Prodigy was yes. for this, breach of contract. Unbeknownst to Material us for the last month or more has kind of been going on in the background of the entire thing that nobody has really had any idea about. Yeah. So it I mean, do you want to go through the the Aldi World article? Uh we can we can kind of switch off here because it's 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 a big it's, it's article. Lengthy. I think that so, we don't have to read the entire thing. So but. I think the one the one thing that we'll immediately cite, so everybody was aware given social media that mm. Ganon Burr announced that he was leaving Prodigy. Right. Which we speculated, oh, someone bought out his contract. Something. Something happened to where it was like, maybe this is some mutual decision, everyone's going to be happy, awesome, good for him. Right. Well. Turns out nobody's happy. Correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the last uh, month or so, right. sometime in January, I believe, is, January when, like, 13th. Yes, yep. is when the initial um, citations started. Um, Ganon Burr issued... Um, a 30-day a um, remedy clause uh, with termination at the end of the 30 days um, to Prodigy, citing five five particular um, issues uh, yes. or breach of contracts or alleged breach of contracts. We're going to use alleged. Alleged. We'll get, we'll get yeah. real letter Kenny out of here. Um, so the first one being is that Bird didn't receive a PDGA Rookie of the Year commemorative disc, despite promises that he would receive one. Right. Um, second, we'll just dive right into this, and we'll kind of run through these bad boys. Yeah. Uh, Bird did not receive regular season sales reports to verify royalty payments on disc sales. Um, quote from Gannon Bird directly: "My mom and I were told that we would see those at any time, but they have never been sent." us even though prodigy knew that it was very important to us to have unquote so that that's kind of a big one in my opinion that's like messing with his money slightly but we'll, right. we'll move on um three bird did not get to select which signature disc he would receive and that he was promised two but only received one which has negatively impacted his potential earnings with prodigy right four prodigy discs is uh and this is uh, kind of a this is the sticky one here. Yeah. This is kind of a, a, a direct jab at Prodigy, I think, in my opinion. Um, Prodigy disc quality is poor and the molds are inconsistent, and that he made such complaints known as far back as June 2021, with the flashing being a particular quality control concern. And that will bring us to our quick break to educate here. Flashing. 
Flashing is an imperfection of the injection molding process that can cause some plastics to leak between the edges of the molds, typically causing a sharp edge on the outer rim of the discs. Uh, Prodigy, I think what he may be referencing is a few Prodigy discs that I have held personally. They do have a rather sharp flashing on the underside of the disc um, that can definitely be uncomfortable to throw, um, especially if you don't have, you know, callous disc golf hands where you're out kind of slinging those things or um that bone to pain grip you know what i mean if you don't have something like that it's gonna hurt so um that was our quick break to educate back to our original story here uh, his last thing that he cited in the uh, whatever complaints i guess that need to be rectified on prodigy's end was he was, it was owed 500 dollars in unpaid bonuses correct honestly when i read that that number surprised me it was only 500 dollars and that to me seems that he has been getting paid on a regular basis mm-hmm. and that this may just have been been one of those things that some one off somewhere that maybe just that wasn't accounted for or s- something of that nature whether it was a a, a previous partial bonus from right. the USDGC win who knows um, but still 500 bucks is 500 bucks 500 bucks is 500 bucks especially when like if you're not out there cash in top 3 in top 5 in some of these tournaments right, right. you're not really getting paid much right you know so you really got uh, yeah you still you get your stipends you probably get like a monthly uh um salary on top yeah, of your yearly yeah. salary but yeah those bonuses definitely help and especially when you're a young kid at 17 i don't know what his contract looked like but i don't I, I can't see him getting paid a ton now he did go out and prove himself by winning a major so he probably warranted more money and we'll get into that i'm just going to break down what i think of these five things initially off the bat Send it. I'm not taking sides on this. Okay. Because business is business, and we don't know what the contract looks like. Okay? But, number one, Bird did not receive the Rookie of the Year disc. I can't imagine that that was ever put into a contract, because when you sign a player, you're not expecting him to make Rookie of the Year. You're not going to put that into a contract. Am I providing feedback to your responses? If you'd like to. Are you running? So, the one thing I know for sure is that that was not in his contract. Right. So, despite promises. Now, promises are not a contractual obligation. Correct. Like, I can, if I write to you, right, that I will give you, whatever, 500 bucks a month to do this podcast with me, right? And I go, well, you know, we, you sign it, and you're like, cool, everything's good. And I go, hey, man, if we get up to number one in the, you know, iTunes charts, I'll give you an extra 250 bucks. And then we get there, and I don't give you 250 bucks. You'd be like, well, you owe me that. Well, it's not yeah. in the contract that I said that I would do that. Right, right. exactly. Um, another one, the regular well, sales... Maybe re- friends again, but right. you don't owe me 250 bucks. The regular sales reports, this I could see being in a contract where, you know, it's written in, you get X amount of dollars for every disc you sell, and Prodigy will provide you with, you know, sales reports monthly so you can track. That could be worded in a contract. So this one I'm okay with. If he's not getting that and it's in his contract, then that's definitely uh, an oopsie on Prodigy's side. Yeah, so the confirmed um, f- from the, the the remaining portions of the article mm-hmm. kind of deep because it's a rather lengthy it's a, article. Yeah. Um, th- that is correct. They did, they did not, but um, since this whole kind of like 30 days to remedy type right. situation. They, they have sent him one. Correct. Now... I have if that includes all of it though. So I will get into this one a little bit deeper. Yes. Because I actually have the court documents. 
Let me find the correct one that Ganon Burr uh, sent to the lawyers. There's there's several. If I can figure out my computer. Come on. Anyways, I'll just paraphrase because I read it earlier. So he did receive a sales report. Yes. Um. Now I will say if he's was to receive sales reports, you know, on a monthly basis, based on monthly sales reports or quarterly sales reports, and he never received one and just got the one to rectify the situation, that's still not a good look. The one that he got had he wasn't completely positive that the numbers were right because it actually had some of Luke Humphrey's sales on that sales report. So that could throw a wrench where it's like I received one, but I can't even tell. There's some no, of Luke Humphreys. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's interesting, right? And th- the court documents are online. You can check them out. You can fact check me. This is correct. And um, Prodigy even responded that they were aware that some of Luke's sales were on there, but they are sure that all the numbers are correct. But you know, if you're if you haven't been receiving some, and then all of a sudden you see some, you receive some because you complained, and you see that you're like. Mm, is this you know yeah, you immediately question it especially if it's something that wasn't given to you per the agreement to, right to begin with uh number three you know he didn't have to get to he didn't get to receive the signature disc that he would receive and he was promised to so here's that word again the word again promised that tells me that it was a uh like a verbal agreement yep something but, that was spoken of or kind of like discussed on during just the process in general was right kind of like hey yeah we're we're going to be able to do this and this and this for you yep. etc but if it's not worded that way in the contract they're not liable yeah. to uphold that Correct. but i do think like i said i don't we don't get to see the contract yeah. but um it says did not get to select which signature disc he would receive if that's written in the contract because that seems like something that would be that's like um you know article three section b uh yeah, yeah, player will get to you know would receive one signature disc of his choosing absolutely if it's written like that then prodigy should uphold that yep. we don't know but it seems like something that should it could be would have you know worded oh, in the yeah, in the absolutely. contract um and he did receive one now if it was worded of his choosing and he didn't get to choose again breach of contract breach of contract um not many players do get to choose especially I'm not going to say he's a lower level player, but when he signed this contract, he wasn't USDGC champion. No. Ganon Burr. He had not been to that level just yet, man. And like uh, Innova, like you don't just go to Innova and go, yeah, I want the destroyer. You got to be given the destroyer. Yeah. You know, as, so I, I wonder if it's something like that where he assumed he could choose and then. Or, like, they gave him a list of, like, here, here's three that we think would be good for you. And he's like, well, that's not the one I want. There's, It, it gets into a gray area there. I wish we had the contract. We're never going to see the contract. No, we're never going to see that contract. And nor should we. But I see where that could be an issue that could, you know, potentially warrant a breach of contract. Absolutely. Uh, now, this, the number four, the issue with the flashing, in no way is that a breach of contract. No, it's not a breach of contract. Um, the kind of direct quote from Prodigy. So, quote, well, PDI, Prodigy Disc Incorporated, stands by the quality of its products. Its products. The endorsement agreement does not grant um, 
Gannon Burr, the right to terminate it based on fictitious product quality concerns. So that leads me to believe that it could it could be a real toss up in my opinion, of like is this something that was just kind of thrown in there to to substantiate trying to get out of the contract early or right. is this and that's the thing is like it's something I've personally experienced with their plastic you know like I don't yeah I don't think it's like an unknown thing that some of their molds are rather sharp on the underside so um, I I don't necessarily think it's fictitious as far as his claims. Um, in, in just how that flashing can be a, a bit of a concern. But from that standpoint, I don't necessarily think that it was like a, they don't care about it type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, all companies are just try to continue to be better. And with technology getting more advanced in the industry, um, you know, it's everything is bound to improve at some point. So right. um, I, I, it's just really tough. To, th this whole situation, especially since it kind of dropped day three, of all-star weekend can only be just so tough for you know 17 18 year old kid straight out of high school um you know he's just trying to live his life so i kind of feel for him and in, in some regard like dude's just trying to do what is best for him um but at the same time you know that's ultimately depends on how legitimate these right, claims yeah. and things are so uh just back to the the sales report thing yeah in the court documents that um gannon's lawyer sent it said since 2021 mr and it's blacked out but i, I imagine it's burr uh has been requesting sales reports from mr sullivan so he can verify uh the commissions paid by pdi are accurate as you agree in your letter the sales reports that mr burr has provided or mr has been been provided sorry was inaccurate pdi still has not cured this material breach uh that has that has not well that it has not sent Mr. Burr an accurate sales report so he can determine whether PDI has compensated him properly. So this was in I believe this was after the thirty day cure period because they had sent him a report. Correct. So that very well I mean if if any one thing is breached in the contract, the whole contract is null and void. So Correct. that could Especially get him with out. a thirty day notice provided saying you have thirty days to remedy these breaches of contracts, right. otherwise my contract is therefore terminated. So they, Oh man, we're just gonna have to wait and see how it unfolds, which even gets more interesting because um per some of the information uh, in the Ulti World article, it seems like Prodigy is trying to like insist the court mandate Gannon Bird like to not sign or represent another company for the remainder of the 2023 season. Well, yeah, so they they want him to keep representing Prodigy and fulfill his contract. But how does that even work at that point? Cuz you so that, bad. that bridge is so burned. Oh, absolutely. That it's like and it seems like it would be slightly petty of Prodigy like especially since that bridge is so burned it's going to be slightly petty of prodigy to be like no he's not going to play for anybody this next 2023 season which as of right now depending on how long the court hearing goes and all that stuff it's going to get really interesting right i so i i'm, I'm just searching through i i had seen something about the flashing and i'm trying to find i have all the cart court documents but they're kind of jumbled some and of it, the monetary value they were talking about too that, that like pdi is is claiming that they're going to lose 
even just yeah. with him not playing for them this season, like $1.3, $1.5 million. Yeah. So, so with the flashing, um, he stated a, an example where he was sent a uh, allotment of discs that he could sell to help support, but the flashing was so bad that he was worried about people getting injured throwing these discs, so he didn't even sell them, which then... I mean, it's money out of his pocket. Exactly. So is that a breach of contract? I don't know. But is that a breach of contract? But if I think, and I don't think it's a breach of contract in general on that topic, but I think it's just a matter of like integrity and morality that if he did go back to them in 2001 and say 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Sorry. 2001. (laughs) Jesus. I don't even think he was alive. (laughs) <laughs> 2021 if he if he said something to them way back then and said like hey i think that this may need to be looked into because this th- this may be a concern for some players and it's been two years mm-hmm. since he made that concern and we're still kind of seeing even just re- re- like the the fx series that some of those are pretty gnarly on the under yeah. flashing so if, if that's still continuing after two years of that concern being raised then even from my perspective, like if I was him, I start to question like, okay, cool. Are they even taking me seriously? Right. And so, I mean, as we're both business owners, so I can see from a prodigy side too, where, I mean, they know the, the details of the contract. Yep. And if they go, that's not a breach of contract. What are you doing? You can't do this. That there should be legal action. Absolutely, they're they're wanting um, like money damages. They're seeking him not to be able to be sponsored by another team for the next year. Yeah, they have they they filed a motion for a temporary restraining order just so the fact that he couldn't announce somewhere else, so that you know, and. We're forgetting the fact he's still a minor. He's only 17. His mom co-signed the, the, contract, the contract with him. Yep. And there's weird, like, Georgia contract law with minors, and it's get, it gets real messy real quick. I think this whole thing is going to get slightly messy before it gets any bit remotely better for Mr. Gannon, which kind of sucks because I think that we're going to be waiting a little bit longer than LVC to probably hear that announcement. Right. Because I think the initial hearing isn't set for two weeks. Yeah, March 3rd. Somewhere around there. Um, two things that popped up on Twitter that was interesting to me. So during this whole thing, Drew Gibson tweeted, which the tweet has since been deleted. He said, they try to sue Dickerson as well from what I know. And then Hunter Thomas from Foundation uh, quote tweeted it and was like, what? And he sent a screenshot of a text thread. And he says, this is not from Gannon, but a very reliable source. I believe they went after Pierce too, and Dee Dee Lawyers helped her. And the the text thread is they sued Chris too and lost. Their contracts can't hold up against anything, mainly because they don't fulfill them from their side. Which, according to these allegations, they could be they very don't. Good. So, I thought that was interesting that they tried to sue Chris, and I was like thinking about the time in between Chris left Prodigy and signed with Discraft. We didn't hear of anything, but was there possible legal action trying to be taken in that period? Because there was Chris Dickerson is just more of a private individual to begin with, right? Yeah, and if it if they tried and was like, yeah, you have no case, then it would never made it to court, and then there would never be proceedings, and we would never found out about it anyway. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that's kind of 
pissing Prodigy off in this situation is is the fact that from and from this article, Prodigy is perceiving that Gannon Burr is trying to slander or trash yeah. the company so that they they are not successful, etc. And, and, and to be fair, Gannon's never gone out and like on camera and said these discs suck. No, never. It's all been internal. Like, hey, this is not good, and we should fix this. And it, it apparently has never been fixed. Correct. And now I will say that Prodigy, I mean, Prodigy has gotten better about their flashing. They've lost a couple other people this last season too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Gabby Babcock. I, I'm just speaking on the quality. Like Prodigy used to be real bad with the flashing. It's yeah. still not great with the flashing. Bleeding too, and their base plastic. Yeah, yeah, they would have a lot yep. of like color bleed problems in the base plastic. The, the oils would actually leak from the uh, the plastic itself. Yeah, which. That's not good either. But no. they they've gotten better with quality. I will say as as a business owner that has ordered discs in bulk that a lot of companies have better quality control than others. Yes. And some don't. That stands true I think across the board in any corporate yeah. industry though. I mean, I've gotten discs that are marred and chipped and not and you can tell it wasn't from travel. You know, it it, it just happens. But if it's a consistent basis then I mean, do better. You got you got to think. Latitude sixty four really tries their best to uphold a quality in every single disc that they do. You got to be like that. You want the same product every single time. Consistency is the name of the game in disc golf, man. Literally everything. The second thing that I I thought was interesting, and someone pointed this out on Twitter, um, in the court proceedings, paragraph fifty three of Mark Anderson's declaration, GB, which stands for Gannonburg, obviously. Uh, GB's departure, this is a quote from PDI. Um, GB's departure would leave PDI without a high-profile PDGA athlete under contract for the quickly approaching 2023 season. That knocking... Gavin Jones, Isaac Robinson. Isaac Robinson, hey. Now this brings me to my whole Kevin Jones point. During the doubles round, Gannon and... and uh, Calvin. Right, but Gannon and uh, Kevin Jones, sorry, were talking and on camera. And Kevin Jones has a disc in his hand. One maybe, I'm not sure. And he's looking at it, and he's like, it's just kind of a boring shape. Kind of talking trash about the discs, right? And then I was thinking back, like, Kevin Jones really didn't do much in his offseason. Like, I watched that video that Ezra posted of them doing the whole bargain disc thing and uh nate perkins is saying yeah this guy's been playing fifa all winter like not really working on his game i'm almost thinking like it kind of showed during the weekend i'm almost thinking now kevin jones has got new new the new molds and they actually just approved a new one the 13th actually the day that um Gannon announced his departure of the feedback which is an i'm it's into uh, Kevin Jones' line of discs yep, because he has uh, the distortion and reverb feedback. It makes yep. sense. Um, but I wonder if he's not exactly happy with Prodigy either, and so he's not like putting in the work to do better because he might not be getting things on his end, just like Gannon wasn't getting things on his end. And he's kind of just waiting out his contract, which he just signed for big money, and I wonder if that was like, well, it's a stable deal, you yeah. know? But he's still not getting the things that he should. He, he's getting the discs. That's great. Um, 
it makes the entire situation so much so much more interesting for prodigy because prodigy themselves is already not doing great from like the sales standpoint right and and that was another thing that pdi stated is that we were expecting to have ganon for this 2023 season so we didn't go out and try to get any names in this off season so i thought that was interesting that they were kind of like maybe putting all their eggs in one basket with ganon which makes sense because he's i mean for lack of a better term prodigy you know uh they didn't go out and try to recruit i don't even know who were the bigger names i mean unless they did but like um anthony barella you know these names that these kind of bigger names that moved recently during this off season that they're like, no, we're going to throw everything into Ganon Burr. And now Ganon Burr is like, well, I wasn't going to throw everything into you. Yeah. Which is interesting. But I, I did think like, it's kind of a shot at Kevin Jones that they said we left without a high-profile EGA athlete. I mean, and Isaac Robinson. And Isaac Robinson, who won a tour stop last year. He won a tour stop, and he was literally in the playoff with Ricky Wysocki yeah. for the Pro Tour Championship. All right. Like, he... And that's an you know like he played all right, Isaac. And I'm not trying to like backtrack, bounce back and forth. He right. played all right, but he's another one I'm mildly concerned with too because you could definitely tell on more than one occasion, especially in the doubles match. And then maybe it was just because he was like standing next to Paul McBeth. I don't right. know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that adds like a, a slight amount of pressure to the the entire scenario. So yeah, um, he didn't play super great. All in all, I I think this isn't. It's it's kind of showing how the cheese is made, you know, and it's not a great look for Prodigy, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure you know this happens in several companies, but we don't get to see it, and now it's all kind of made made public with court proceedings, and it's Prodigy hasn't had the best reputation anyway, and mm. with them losing players at a I would say an alarming rate, people were like. Mm. What's going on over there as Hopping it is off that bus. yeah and this just kind of makes the situation a lot more muddy and worse for prodigy no matter how this outcomes because then if they do win this court case and ganon has to stay with them through the 2023 season we already know ganon doesn't want to yeah and say so he tanks the season and he could yeah he could literally tank his season it, it, this was another thing I he thought. doesn't have to play right but depending on how and, and that's another thing because we can't see the contract but like unless he's stipulated in that contract to play x amount of events per year which is probably like it, it, it probably is he could choose not to play he could choose to just play the bare minimum he could be like okay cool well you guys are telling me i only gotta play four events per year i'm probably just gonna play the four events per year i have an idea what he could do so four proceedings can take forever yeah. So we don't fully know how long this is going to take, and uh, the whole reason that uh, Prodigy decided to take legal action is they don't want him. And it was stated in the court documents as such: signing with a rival manufacturer. Rival manufacturer. Could he not sign with a retailer like an Infinite Discs? Throw an open bag and still be getting money from Infinite Discs as his touring sponsor. Because his main sponsor is suing him, and then you know, say it, put it on like, 
I'll sign for a year contract, and that's it. You know, that way he could finish out 2023 with infinite throwing anything he wants. Hopefully, the litigation is finished by the end of the 2023 season. And then he can sign officially with somebody. Yeah. Or even stay with Infinite because then he gets the opportunity to continue throwing, you know, prodigy molds he may like. Right. Yeah. Which it, he did solid in the putting. Although, I, I mean, if my manufa- ex manufacturer was suing me, I probably wouldn't want to throw a single one of their molds ever again. But I hold grudges. So that, that's just me. But I was thinking about that earlier. Like, That'd be kind of electric if he was like, well, I can't sign with a manufacturer, but I can sign with a retailer. retailer. I'm just saying, if Gannon, I know you're not listening, but if you were, look into it. Yeah, man, that that makes the entire situation way more interesting to think about how it's going to unfold over the next couple weeks. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, All right. I mean, our, our computer keeps going to sleep on us because yeah, we're talking so long monitor just keeps kind of boring it to sleep so i was gonna I was gonna look at time and it's all black but um should we talk about fbc yeah i think we should uh, give some prediction because it is the first stop of the dgpt pro tour season yes sir was wah, wah, wah. i just realized that sentence was redundant disc golf pro tour pro tour season <laughs> um but it's happened since it happens since then. Oh, it's been a long day. Yeah, bro, I feel it. Been a long day. And for y'all, it's oh, gonna brother, hopefully be. Uh, this guy stinks. Anyways, hopefully it's gonna be uh, a quick and easy Wednesday for you guys. Yeah. So uh, it's happen happening. Jeez, almost did it again. In Henderson, Nevada, um, which I believe is the Wild Horse uh, Golf. I mean, disc golf course, bro. Bear with me. Presented by Anova. Bear with me. Um, I have to pull up the page. Do you have the page pulled up? Uh, oh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour page pulled up. You Does it say, state the courses? So we got Wild Horse Golf Course in Las Thank Vegas, you. Nevada. Um, that's the only one it says on there. But there's three courses. Is it still three courses? The Wild Horse Golf Course in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, so it's probably like the Infinite Course. Or the what is it? Is it Infinite Course, the Innova Course, and there is another one, maybe? Um, that's that's what I was curious about, because I know in the past it's been three courses. I didn't know if it was still going to be at three courses. But uh, as of the registered players... Oh, yeah, it, right here, right here, right here. I got it. I got okay. It. So we got the Millennium, Millennium Course, course that's uh, it. the Infinite Course, and um, the Innova Champion. Okay. That's what I was curious about. What yeah. um, I'm looking at right now is just the pdga page and i don't really see anybody not signed up ricky is still currently registered but he may drop out day of or something we don't know that whole that whole risk thing man it it concerns me it definitely plays a factor in how i'm going to be picking these predictions we know that um kristen tatar will not be there correct on the fpo season in waco yes and it it also looks like pierce right yeah, what's been going on with Paige Pierce? Why isn't she playing LVC? I don't know. Maybe she's just taking some time away. I know she's been on like some some good vacation type stuff. In the yeah, off-season. I know she got back from Thailand recently, but I don't see anybody else. I mean, Haley King's gonna be there. Holland Hanley, Katrina Allen, uh, Valerie. It, she's registered. It says right here that she's gonna be playing. I do not know. If that's true or not, but we'll see. I know she was been dealing with an ankle injury, so 
That might her come sister, into play. Though. Her sister, though, with the oh, putting monster. I remember I was like, I've never seen her putt. I have now, and yep. she slays. Bird. Um, so what we're gonna do is the the only real storyline I would say there's probably two, maybe three. I'd say the the first storyline would be Ganon Burr. Just what's going on with that come LVC? Um, I know he can't announce, but I mean, that's kind of the big story right now, so we'll see what's going on with that come tournament time. Yes, sir. And if he decides that he's not going to try because Prodigy is fucking him up. Uh, the second one is whether Ricky's playing or not. That 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 might cause some... My top three doesn't include Ricky, actually. Really? Okay. And the third storyline is this is Nico LeCastro's first PDGA tournament back since being suspended. So we'll see if he's taking that time off to, you know, really hone in his skills. Here's what I, th- I think is interesting about Nico, and this is just gonna be a sidebar because I have the mic in front of me. Um, Sending. Every time I see a post from Nico, putting on Instagram, he is nailing putts and not taking any time. No, bro, he's murdering putts. That one, uh, the video I just caught. Of him just like bouncing around in different locations all the way up to like C two, yeah, was just ting. But it's ting. it's kind of been like that for a while though. Oh, um, I didn't look into this, but I, I read recently somewhere that the DGPT uh, updated their rules and said that groups will, without their knowledge, be timed, and if a group is playing too slow, they will receive a warning. So I didn't know if that was directed directly because Nico's coming back, or if it's just they're that just could be covering just their their asses, like you know. Real, real militant about it. Yeah. But anyways, throughout the season, me and Derek here are going to be making predictions. Yeah. Top three FPO, yeah. top three MPO. Yeah. What? What's that? What? What that's going to do? I want. You know, I have a mic in my front of my face. I really wish I could talk. Yeah. Jeez. Um, we are going to get points for every right prediction. So if we get the right person in the top three, it's one point. So that's a potential of three points there. But if that person is in the right spot, so if like I pick Paul McBeth to win and he wins, of course, he's literally the top-rated player, so that's what I was looking at, um, then that's worth two points. So if we... Were to guess top three with the person in position correctly in both MPO and FPO, it's worth 12 points for that event. Okay. We're going to do this for every stop of the season. And at the end of the season, the person with the lowest amount of points will have to do a punishment of some kind that we have not decided yet. And we're thinking this may be like a, a live, live punishment yeah. during USDGC. Yeah, live I'm not, baby. I'm not saying streaking during the final round, but I'm also not saying that. No, because that's like a charge. That's like that's like sex offenders list for life, bro. I I mean, oh, it could even be like uh, just wear a t-shirt and you know follow. Uh, talked about him, uh, Nico Castro's card, and. It's just a t-shirt that says, Nico, hit me. You know, or something like that. Or just have the, just says Nico's worst enemy and just have the Marshall dynamic. Dis- oh, dis- there you go. Ah. That would, that'd be kind of good. Oh, I like that, solid. too. 
So, or I'd just have you wear an "I Love Ricky Wysocki" T-shirt and follow his card for an entire day. Yeah, I'd probably have to make you like deck you out in all Macbeth gear That'd and holding a sign that says Macbeth's number one fan. Uh, I would do it with a little uh, stuffed German Shepherd named Harrison. Perfect. That would be awesome. As long as it's, I get the kick, the sick kicks with it. Yes. Deal. Yes. All right, Deal. so let's make predictions. Let's 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 get through it. So, would yeah, you like buddy. to make your predictions for MPO first? No, no, you don't. We so by the way, we can make the same predictions. It's it's not like oh, you picked Ricky, I can't pick oh, Ricky. No, 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 for sure. I, I already said Ricky's not in my top. I know. I, I was just making because even example. if he plays, in my opinion, I think he's probably going to be pushing himself a little bit too much, and he's not going to perform the way that he would normally perform. You know, if the wrist thing is like still bothering him, right? And if it's still bothering him enough, he's not going to play, right? Grab a pad and paper so we can write these down. But I already got mine, and I will tell you, I know I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest Macbeth fans ever. I'll hold you accountable. You don't need. I, to I'm not going to pick him for first every week if I don't think he has a chance. I trust you. Okay. Third, I'm going Simon Lazat. He looked good at the All-Stars. Now, it was a shortened field. Eagle McMahon is back this week. See what happens with that. I think he's good enough for third at the moment. His putting was an issue for him. And obviously with any Pro Tour event, up for dough. Yep. I'm putting him in third place. Uh, Nate Sexton's back this week. Former, former champion. Big sexy, baby. Forgot about that. Um, second, it's a toss-up in my mind right now between Eagle McMahon. There's also Andrew Marweed who's been killing it in the desert lately. It's true, Andrew Marweed, and he can putt. Andrew he Marweed, you're putt. gonna have to to come on and talk about you for a little while because I think this is the fourth week in a row, fourth episode straight. That we'll yeah, mention your name, good sir. So, shout out Andrew Marweed. You know, I'm going to go second Eagle. Okay. Coming off the the, I mean, coming off the injury, coming off the, the win at Goat Hill. Now, he hasn't had to play against a full field yet. So we'll see how he's honed his skills. If he's still throwing lefty, because he stayed away from that forehand at Goat Hill for sure. So I got Simon, Eagle. Oh. First, because I'm so conflicted. I'll go Paul McBeth. Uh, bro, <laughs> I was literally sitting over here internally in my brain thinking, we all already know. I know. We all already know. It, and I'm not saying that because it's Paul, but Paul is Paul, and Paul can win any given week. So what's crazy interesting, and I'll let you continue, uh-huh. but I would like to mention... I have the same three people in my top three. Just in different spots? not in the same order. That's awesome. That's my top three. Give me your top three, and then we'll move on to FPO. My top three. Paul McBeth. Third? Third. See, I, I, I respect it. Third. Yeah. I think I think Daddy's Ott's taken two. Okay. And you, I think, you have Eagle taken first. I think Eagle's taken. Dude, put it to you this way, man. Forehand or not, that bro's slinging 400 foot left-handed drives, bro. That's fair. So I firmly believe 
he's going to come out, especially with his performance at Goat Hill, bro. If he can get the, the putting on lock, mm-hmm. he's money. You know what's crazy is we would just watch Calvin Heinberg slay at the All-Stars, and we didn't even choose him. I actually internally fought with myself if Cal- if I was going to put Calvin Heinberg in place of Paul McBeth at three. But I have an idea. You want to do a, a ringer wild, pick? Wild card pick? Yeah, wild card pick. Wild card pick. Just that if he makes, if this player has to be outside of, we don't have really pro tour points yet. They don't mean we do, but they don't mean anything because it's. Let's call a top five wild card. So we name a player. Doesn't matter if they're in the top five. As long as they're in the top five. As long as they're in the top five. We'll should, get should one it be, extra point. Should it be someone with like or that's point. already outside of the top five of DGPT points? Yeah, probably like a wild card somebody. Yeah, like, like someone like, like could do it but doesn't always get there. Yeah, like somebody like the... I don't want to say like the, the obscure players or mm-hmm. nothing, but like somebody that like occasionally you'll get there and you're kind of right. like okay cool like a handful of people i would name like even at just the last all-star weekend i'd yeah. be like mm, this this person could be top five this week i think get a half a point I, I think it should be three points if they make the top five. Ooh, see that's rough though well okay because what happens is is if they make a, that one of the top three mm. you're losing points in other categories error Half so a I point. think half a point. All right, we'll do if half they a point. make the top five. Top I didn't, five I didn't wild think card. About that. All right, so do you have a wild card pick? I do. You want me to make mine first, though? Do. Nate Sexton. Bird. Matteo. Heel. He looks so good at the, the, the All-Star weekend. Nate Sexton we haven't seen, and that, that interests me because he, I mean, he always shows up at Worlds and Majors. He comes in, and he's not the, the farthest thrower, he just knows how to that play. Butterfly, baby. Yeah. yeah. And he's won at Vegas not even that long ago. It was 2020. Yeah. I mean, he's still got it in him. Like, like yeah. Matty O, in my opinion, like, he's, you know, just as up there when it comes to, to running with Father Time. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. He was slinging those boys just as far as Simon was. Fair. Like, Fair. he can throw that Grand Royal Rive from Latitude 64 psh, a country mile, bro. Right. All right. You want to move on to FPO? FPO. You start with your picks. I started last time. Ooh, let me get my list pulled up. up okay. Because this is... I actually, I have a couple interesting in here. So, three to one. Yep. Which time? Going Jen Allen three. That's a fair pick. She's playing great this year. I agree. Um, not to get, like, too sad or personal, but, like, condolences to the jennifer allen and her family her oh, mom yeah. had passed away over the weekend yep. so i think she's gonna to come out with a vengeance at lvc mm-hmm. um two i'm gonna say evelina sullenan there i think dude she just lit it up the entire weekend bro she played so lights out her forehand looks fire um so i'm gonna pick two evelina sullenan um yeah, man Number one picks are tough. I know. I would want to pick Katrina Allen, but she didn't play like super hot over the weekend. Now, who is she facing off in singles against? Uh, It was Own. And she only beat her by like a couple strokes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 
And now for your number one pick. I think I'm going to go Alexis Mondahano. All right. I like it. I like it. I think she, I mean, she played fire. Her playing yeah. was fire. What it comes down to in the, like the FPO field, in my opinion, is like a good majority of them get a similar average distance, right? And it always comes down to those approaches or the putts. You right. have those like one-off that like, you know, Ella Hansen and stuff like that that can sling the things, you know, dang near 600 feet yeah you know air shots but for a majority of the fpo field it is very similar average distance i think um so i think a lot of this especially at lvc it's going to come down to a lot of putting a lot of c2 putting and from what we've seen over the weekend at all-star weekend that is not a problem for alexis so that's that's and that may be like a, a really crazy pick especially coming in but with some of the bigger heavy hitters not playing this next week like it if it, it, my wholehearted opinion yeah if um oh man names i know names Kristen. yes thank you Kristen tatar if she was playing the week this weekend it would she would be my number one pick right if Paige pierce was playing she'd probably be in my top three right yeah so it, it it's a weird week going in um but i think between basing what i just seen over this last weekend Jen Allen three, Evelia Sullen in two, Alexis Mondahano at one. And it was a really toss up. And I would have also picked Valerie, mm-hmm. but I'm also not sure if she's going to play, even if she's registered. Cause say, say Valerie? Yeah. Valerie. Valerie. Oh, my bad. I heard Mallory and I was like, wait, what? Sorry. Valerie. Dude, like I said, it's been a long day. Yeah, I feel you. But I would pick her too, but I'm slightly concerned, similar to the Ricky Wazaki situation. Although she's registered, there was a reason she didn't yeah. play at All Star Weekend, even though she was elected. So, right, you know, it, it, it throwing discraft though. That's true. That's true. What happens? Um, for me, third, Owen Scoggins. Oh, she got that dog in her dog. Um, second. I'm honestly going Holland Hanley. Did you see Owen throw a roller? Oh my was it god, good? bro. She was throwing rollers was over the weekend. It good. Was crazy. If, that, if that can combat her like disadvantage and distance, then I'm all for it. She can still sling a forehand though, bro. Yeah, and her putting is top notch. Lights out. Lights out. So, Owen for third. Just because I know that I, especially the end of a course is kind of a longer course. And it's got bunkers and hazards. I'm worried that her roller isn't good enough to probably avoid that. She'll probably take some OB strokes with it. Yep. And her air play a factor with rollers heavy too. Yeah. And she doesn't have the distance in an air shot yet. So from what I hear, it's going to be wet and windy. Really? Yep. Like Arizona got like a foot of snow last week or something like that, which was odd. We got a foot of snow like last week, bro. Yeah, but that's normal for here. <laughs> um, we're supposed to get another foot of snow here soon too, and though it's oh, just melted. Shut your mouth. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So second, Holland Handley. Um, I just feel like she has so much potential, and she can sling a forehand, and I want to see her do well. That she's working on that putt. Yes, but with the wind, maybe putting is a non-factor for everybody, That's and true. you got to rely on everything else. Yeah, a contributor to to who's taking it. So we'll see there. But 
I don't know. I just feel good at Holland at second. Ah, uh, first, 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 first. I think I'm gonna take Evelina for first. I like it. She looks so good over and the weekend, she's. Though. And it's a thrower's course, and I've said it before, she's the best thrower of the disc on, on FPO. I would have to agree. with From what I, at least from basing what off I saw this last weekend, yep, she was the most accurate. She can If she can putt this weekend, it. that there's nobody I see that's good enough to take her down. There's no Kristen, there's no Paige. Uh, Katrina could. I don't see it right now. We'll see as the... That was another thing I, I saw with Katrina. She was talking. She was kind of recapping her off season. She traveled a lot, and she didn't seem like she was working on much things in the off season, as some of these other players were. That worried me. I know she's. This is gonna sound bad. She's still an athlete, but is she is in her mid thirties compared to some. Own, I mean, owns in her 40s or something, close to 40. She can win Masters. So I know age doesn't matter. Not at all. But when your your game relies on distance like Katrina Allen's did, I worry that with time you're not going to have that distance. And if you're not working on something to compensate, then you're going to fall behind. Yep. And we've seen her fall behind for much of the season last year. She completely lost her swing. She got it back, one th throw pink, but by then it was almost too little too late for me. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think uh, own Holland, Evelina, 3-2-1, and I feel good about that. So let's go ahead and pick, pick our, our top five wildcard pick. Okay. But I'm going to pull a Paul Macbeth, and I'm actually going to change my top five wildcard pick. MPO. Okay. So you go ahead with yours for FPO. Uh, FPO Haley King. I like it. I like it. Easily. She hasn't played since she walked off with an injury last year. Yeah, so, and I see her on Instagram. She's throwing. It's looking good. I, I, as far as form in FPO, I like Haley King's form. It's such a good, smooth form. Maria O is my top five wild card. I was pick. thinking about Maria O. She looked real good over yeah. the weekend, too, bro. Honestly. So, I'm going to pull a Paul Macbeth. Okay. Uh, hashtag All-Star Weekend. And kind of sub out one of my picks here. Do it. I'm changing Matty O to the hometown kid, Kyle Klein. All right. I like it. I like it. I just am sitting here was like running all the analytics in my brain from what I saw over the weekend. I'm like, mm. That singles round, Kyle Klein just lit it up. Can I? I not to throw you too far off topic I'm looking at the MPO list right mm -hmm. and now the qualifying rounds haven't been done they actually should have been played today I don't know if they're done they're a few hours behind us but uh, lowest rated in, in the MPO field at 9.53 is Tommy Guns Trujillo the third that's hilarious that's a great name yes it is Tommy Guns Tommy Guns uh, all right. Is there anything else we need? No, I think that we're um, we're pretty stoked on the picks. I think that some of the hot news and super interesting in regards to some of this Gannon stuff that we're going to see unfold. Um, know that we're going to try to be on top of that as much as possible, so yes. we can get that info to you guys. Um, 
Super stoked on how the All-Star Weekend looked. Super stoked on my guy Simon on how he looked specifically. Yeah, and for I'm sure. really excited to see how if he can piece the putt into the, the throwing. Woo-wee, I do not I'm not gonna call it off the table that he doesn't win another four. Okay. Like, I, I still stick to my prediction for the season. Oh, I agree. I'm just like, I was really hesitant, especially with some of the early videos and stuff that Simon posted. Was right. like kind of like... Mm, He's looking good, no doubt. Looking fire. But no, I think that uh, we, we, we we did a pretty good job today, I think. I think, I think so, too. Give and us a cookie. Starving. Been a long day. I hear that, bro. So with that, uh, again, subscribe to our socials. Follow us on... You know, Instagram, Twitter at C1 in the morning, Facebook.com slash C1 in the morning. Uh, go to our YouTube. Um, if you guys, oh, by the way, if you guys have a hard time finding our YouTube page, you can message us on the socials. We'll, we'll send you a link to it. We had one listener already, you know, it was like, I can't find it. And I sent him a link and I'm pretty sure they followed us. So uh, stay tuned for that. Is there anything else? Yeah, no, I think a uh, super big shout out to, you know, everybody that's been listening so far. We've had an awesome amount of support. Yeah, it's been um, great. Super big shout outs to, to kind of just everybody who's been helping out with the entire project so far. And we're looking forward to, to getting some more awesome content to you guys, both on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all of the, the podcast outlets. So you will, but go, super go to the out. speak pipe and leave us some feedback on the show too. We, we want to know what you like and don't like. What we J-Mo, baby. I was surprised JMO didn't do that. I was fully expecting a JMO clip this week. No, he'll, he'll like binge listen like four episodes and then we'll yeah. get about four hours yeah. worth of voice messages yeah. so um we'll have a special jmo show yeah shout out to jmo um we do have some possible awesome guests um some yeah. local pros coming up so super super excited for that and stay tuned for um any info on giveaways like i said we're a usdgc partner so gonna have we, some awesome plastic coming gonna have through. some awesome plastic coming in that we're gonna give away to you to you yes you yeah, you no no not you 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 yes sir you the guy in the back there you and know. you ma'am the small child and the, the stroller yeah <laughs> him too all right but that's it we'll see you guys next week awesome have a good day guys bye all right, move on.